0: Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So the next few days I want to uh, spend with the the Bhagavad Gita and uh, do an overview of the Bhagavad Gita. Um, I want to uh, use some of the material... Of done by uh, His Holiness Krishna Kshetra Swami, some of the material of uh, Burijan Pabu, and uh, and then maybe some uh, something from the commentaries of our acharyas. So let me see. Um, let me just get my notes, and then we will begin. Mm-hmm. Very good, and then okay. so um Krishna Ksetra Maharaj did a wonderful study. And uh, he just took the, uh, the Sanskrit names of the, uh, uh, the various chapters of the Bhagavad Gita and he commented on that. Um, and he did that very well. I don't know how much I will uh, follow that commentary, but at least I think it makes sense to uh, look at the Sanskrit names. So the first chapter is called the Arjuna Visada Yoga or the yoga of Arjuna's dejection. Um, So this is very, uh, very nice because it really puts the focus on, of the first chapter, on Arjuna's state of feeling dejected, feeling depressed um, and where we, Find Yor Ubayor Maje where we find Arjuna between the two armies, and then uh, at that point there is the uh, he gets overwhelmed because he's seeing there uh, his teachers. He's facing Dronacharya. He is facing uh, Bishmadev. And it just, uh, it just takes away all desire to fight. Mm. So, let us see. Mm. And of course, you know, we, we, we place the Bhagavad Gita in the context of the, uh, the greater work, uh, the Mahabharata, which describes the uh, entire... Um, battle of Kuruksetra which in the Bhagavad Gita is just starting at the point just where the battle is about to begin Um, a battle that will be fought over 18 days Uh, a battle between it is a battle that takes place within one family the Kuru family And the situations come about that King Pandu, a member of the Kurus, dies at a young age. And his sons then are brought up by their uncle, Dhritarastha. Dhritarastha actually originally was meant to be king in the sense that he was the eldest son. But what happened was, Dhritarastha, he was blind by birth. So he was disqualified from being king and therefore his younger brother Pandu became the king. When Pandu died, his five sons came under the care of their uncle. But Dhritarasta, because he should have been the king, now felt attached that his son would become the ruler. And he favored his son, and he, uh, and he didn't offer anything to the Pandavas. And his son... Was a very difficult personality named Duryodhana, and Duryodhana is very, very. Uh, it was was quite uh, a cunning and envious personality. So that is difficult. Uh. Kim It is then the Bhagavad Gita opens with the blind king Dhritarashtra asking his secretary, his secretary sanjaya, to tell him what is happening on the battle of Kurukshetra. Uh, although Dhritarashtra and Sanjaya had stayed back. Dhritarashtra because he was blind, Sanjaya because he was the secretary of Dhritarashtra, And they were at a distance of the battlefield. But Vyasa Pasada, Shuttavan, because of the mercy of Vyasadeva, because of the mercy about, uh, about the, uh, uh, his spiritual master, uh, because of the mercy of his spiritual master, uh, Sanjaya has become empowered, Vyasa Prasadach, Shutavan. Because of the mercy of his spiritual master, he is able to get the Saksa Darshan, the direct darshan of Krishna, on the uh, battlefield of Kuruksetra, and in this way, he is able to hear everything. Mm. So the blindness of Dhritarastha is not just a blindness that is uh, blindness because of uh, um, physical inability, but he is also proving to have another level of blindness, uh, spiritual blindness, a blindness for dharma. Um, dhritarashtra is somehow or other uh, sacrificing dharma, and that is his, his fault in the whole matter. Uh, by dharma, he should have given the throne to the Pandavas, but because he was weak on this, because of his excessive attachment to his son. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so, then I'll just open up the Bhagavad Gita, um, one minute. There's um, a Bhagavad Gita there, can you give me? It's easier if I just have it. Thank you, thank you. So, reading from the Bhagavad Gita as it is, from the A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And I'm going to uh, Arjuna. He was uh, putting the chariot, uh, or Krishna was the chariot driver. Uh, he agreed to put the chariot in between the two armies. Yes. In the beginning, uh, everything was fine uh, before he did so. First, the two armies stood against, stood opposed with each other. And conch shells, drums, bugles, trumpets and horns were sounded. And tumultuous sound was there. Mm. So, Bishmadev, he was the first one, the grandfather of the fighters. He blew his conch shell very loudly, making a sound like the roar of a lion. Mm, it gave Duryodhana joy. On the other side, uh, both Lord Krishna and Arjuna, stationed on a great chariot, drawn by white horses, sounded their transcendental conch shells. Lord Krishna blew his conch shell called Panchajanya. Arjuna blew his, blew his the Devadatta. And Bhima, the voracious eater and performer of Herculean tasks, blew his terrific conch shell called Pundra. So Bhima had an enormous conch shell, of course. Pundra. So uh, in this way, um, they were getting ready ready for battle. Uh, Yes, it had already started. Uh, uh, Sanjaya is speaking. Uh, about uh, about the formation of the armies, mm. and Sanjaya is is repeating to Jitarasta what he's perceiving. He says, "Oh, my teacher, behold the great army of the sons of Pandu, so expertly arranged by your intelligent disciple, the son of Drupada." Mm. So now he's speaking to, Duryodhana is speaking to Dronacharya and Dronacharya somehow or other uh, had some responsibility because as we read in the purport, uh, Duryodhana, a great diplomat, wanted to point out the defects of Dronacharya, the great Brahmana commander in chief. Dronacharya had some political quarrel with King Drupad, the father of Drupadi, who was Arjuna's wife. As a result of this quarrel, Drupada performed a great sacrifice by which he received the benediction of having a son who would be able to kill Dronacharya. Dronacharya knew, knew this perfectly well. And yet, as a liberal Brahmana, he did not hesitate to impart all his military secrets when the son of Drupada, Tristudyumna, was entrusted to him for military education. So, this is amazing that uh, as a Brahmana, Drona Acharya had had knowledge, and if someone was qualified, if a ksatya was qualified, then he was ready to teach. That was his criterion. And political considerations did not enter in. That Drupada uh, was the father of Dristadyumna, and that Dristadyumna had been, uh, you know, obtained after some yagya had been performed to kill dropada that was totally not important to uh, totally not important to drona uh, so he was very transcendental in that regards very much on a spiritual platform and acting according to principles of dharma now uh, now duryodhana He said, oh, my teacher, behold the great army of the sons of Pandu, so expertly arranged by your intelligent disciple, the son of Draupada. So in this way, Duryodhana was kind of, look what you've done. You are responsible for this, because now your disciple, who's learned everything from you, is using it against us. Oh. Mm. but you know the answer was here in this army are many heroic bowmen equal in fighting to Bhima and Arjuna great fighters like Yuyudan, Virat and Drupada there are also great heroic powerful fighters Dristaketu, Chittikena, Kaziraj, Purujit, Kuntiboch and Saiba there are the mighty Yudamanyu and the powerful Uttamajo the son of Subhadra and the sons of Drupada all these warriors are great chariot fighters but for your information, O oh, best of the Brahmanas, let me tell you about the captains who are especially qualified to lead my military force. So now he spoke about the army and who stood there with Drista Jumna and with the Pandavas to face him. But then he said, Look, we have personalities like you, like Bhishma, like Karna, Kripa, Asvatam, Vikarna, the son of Somadatta called Burishrava, were always victorious in battle. Mm. There are many other heroes who are prepared to lay down their lives for my sake. All of them are well-equipped with different kinds of weapons, and all are experienced in military science. Our strength is immeasurable, and we are perfectly protected by Grandfather Bhisma, whereas the strength of the Pandavas, carefully protected by Bhima, is limited. Bhisma versus Bhima. Mm. There is no chance for Bhima. So in this way, Duryodhan was pointing out that the uh, that they were in a superior position. Hmm. So Bhishma blew his conch shell and gave Duryodhan great joy. But when then Krishna blew his conch shell, Arjuna blew a conch shell, and Bhima blew that terrific conch shell, Pundra. Mm. so all the different pandavas and heroes on the pandava side blew their conscious their consciences, and it shattered the hearts of the sons of dhritarasra purport when bishma and the other side on the side of Duryodhana, blew their respective conscious there was no heartbreaking on the part of the pandavas such occurrences are not mentioned. But in this particular verse it's mentioned that the hearts of the sons of dhritarashtra were scattered, shattered by the sound vibrated by the Pandavas' parties. This is due to the Pandavas and their confidence in Lord Krishna. One who takes shelter of the Supreme Lord has nothing to fear, even in the midst of the great, greatest calamity. Um, so the Pandavas, they were drawing great, a great sense of of confidence from having krishna on their side Um, yes there was that choice made uh, that before the battle different different heroes, (coughs) various kings joined either side of the armies so both Duryodhana and and Arjuna were trying to get krishna on their side and they both traveled to krishna Duryodhana reached first so Krishna was resting at the time. So Duryodhana sat at his bed and he sat at the head of the bed thinking that as soon as he opens his eyes I will ask him. Then Arjuna arrived and Arjuna sat by his feet. But Krishna was lying on his back and because he was lying on his back with a pillow under his head when he opened his eyes he saw his feet and he saw Arjuna first. He said Arjuna how can I serve you? And Arjuna said, I've come to ask you to fight on, my, on our side in the battle. And Krishna said, look, I personally will not fight in the battle, right? But to one side, I will give my army, and on the other side, I will join them. So Arjuna, he, he chose Krishna, although Krishna had said he would not fight in the battle, And Duryodhana got the army of Krishna, which a very powerful army, the army of the Yadavas. So Arjuna was very very pleased, and Duryodhana was even more pleased. Duryodhana was thinking, hey, this foolish Arjuna, he chose Krishna, although Krishna said he won't fight, and me, I've got the powerful army. I'm doing better than him. Mm. I came out really good at this. Arjuna said, O infallible one, Arjunavat Senior Upayor madye ratam stapayame Chuta. Oh, please draw my chariot between the two armies. Uh, and then, so that I may see those present here who desire to fight and with whom I must contend in this great trial of arms. So, and it is there. Uh, where Arjuna, uh, <clears throat> there Arjuna could see within the midst of the armies of both parties, his fathers, grandfathers, teachers, maternal uncles, brothers, sons, grandsons, friends, friends and also his father's in-law and well-wishers. When the son of Kunti, Arjuna, saw all these different of relatives, of friends and relatives, he became overwhelmed with compassion and spoke thus. Arjuna said, My dear Krishna, seeing my friends and relatives presence before me in such a fighting spirit, I feel the limbs of my body quivering and my mouth drying up. My whole body is trembling, my hair is standing on end, and my bow Gandiva is slipping from my hand, and my skin is burning. I am now unable to stand here any longer. I'm forgetting myself, my mind is reeling. I see only causes of misfortune, O Krishna. Killer, Of the Casey demon. I do not see any good can come from killing my own kinsmen in this battle. Nor can I, I, my dear Krishna, desire any subsequent victory, kingdom or happiness. (coughs) And then Arjuna will give the... uh, Yeah, he will give the uh, reasons. He will give the reasons. He said... In text 34, text 32. O Govinda, of what avail to us are a kingdom, happiness, or even life itself, when all those for whom we may desire them are now arrayed on this battlefield. So Arjuna understands, uh, Arjuna understands that we are fighting for some reason. We're not just fighting for the sake of fighting, we're fighting to win and to enjoy the victory with those who are dear to us, our relatives. So what's the point? To gain a kingdom, uh, happiness or even life itself and all of those for whom we may desire them are now arrayed on this battlefield. So Arjuna, it's a very good argument. O Madhusudan, when teachers, fathers, sons, grandfathers, Maternal uncles, fathers in law, grandsons, brothers in law, and, and other relatives are ready to give up their lives and properties are standing before me. Why would should I wish to kill them, even though they might otherwise kill me? So in the first thing, it's a material consideration, you know, like the why would I want a want a kingdom or even life itself and those who, who for whom we may desire them are now arrayed on this battlefield. So it is intelligent and deep thinking, but it is material. The second thing is noble thinking, when he says, Why would even if my family wants to fight with me and kill me, why would I want to kill them? I'm not so then he says, I'm not ready to fight. Huh? And then he gives more arguments. He says, Sin will overcome us if we slay such aggressors. It is sin. If it's not proper for us to kill the sons of Dhritaras and our friends, what should we gain, O Krishna, husband of the goddess of fortune? And how could we be happy by killing our own kinsmen, Hmm. our own relatives? That's just sinful. O Janardhan, Although these men, their hearts overtaken by greed, see no fault in killing one's family or quarreling with friends, why should we, who can see the crime in destroying a family, engage in these acts of sin? Mm. And then he's speaking about the importance of the family. With the destruction of the dynasty, the eternal family tradition is vanquished, and thus the rest of the family becomes involved in irreligion. Mm. Yes. And then he says, Adharma Krishna Pradushanti When irreligion is prominent in the family, O Krishna, the women of the family become polluted. And from the degradation of womanhood, <coughs> O descendant of Vishnu, Vishnu comes unwanted progeny. So now the whole the importance of 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 a family and how a family in a family, there are various generations and how the various generations are connected with each other. And that within that culture of family life, the youth is protected from being foolish uh, due to having all facility to enjoy the senses and lack of experience. The youth may sometimes go astray, but the elders are warning them. And because the youth is trained to submit to the elders, they're protected. The women are protected. The women are not independent. The women may be inclined towards men, may be inclined towards enjoying the senses, but uh, only in a a controlled and regulated way, only within marriage and only under the guidance of superiors, not just marriage to anyone but marriage to a person who is a suitable candidate, uh, who's of an equal background, who has a similar interest, who is of a similar class, uh, <clears throat> so that all the uh, so that the conditions are properly met. Mm. And yes, then it is said, but if the women become corrupted, then we get varnasankara. We know that at around the twilight, Lord Shiva is traveling through the air. Lord Shiva is the predominating deity of the mode of ignorance. And Lord Shiva will then uh, be followed by ghostly creatures (coughs) and one, who is engaging in sexual activities to conceive a child during that time is attracting unwanted progeny. We have the example of Kashyapa and Diti, and Diti approached Kashyapa for a child, and Kashyapa told her it wasn't the right time, but Diti, Diti did not restrain herself and grabbed Kashyapa by the, by the cloth. Kashyapa also did not restrain her. And they had Hiranyakasipu and Hiranyaksha as their children. Mm. So, when the family tradition is not protected, then uh, Arjuna says an increase of unwanted population certainly causes hellish life, both for the family and for those who destroy the family tradition, the ancestors. Of such corrupt families fall down because the performances for offering them food and water are entirely stopped. So the whole society will become degraded. And the whole system uh, of offering oblations on behalf of the family members and in this way delivering them from sinful reactions. The whole Vedic culture depends very much on keeping this family tradition intact. And Arjuna's arguments are are sound in this regards. It is a fact. And therefore, he decides he does not want to fight. He said, better for me, if the sons of Dhritarastha, weapons in hand, were to kill me unarmed and resisting and unresisting on the battlefield. It is the custom. According to Ksatya fighting principles, that an unarmed and unwilling foe should not be attacked. Arjuna, however, decided that even if attacked by the enemy in such an awkward position, he would not fight. He did not consider how much the other party was bent upon fighting. All these symptoms are due to soft-heartedness, resulting from being his, his being a great devotee of the Lord. Yeah, so this is very important. Arjuna had a compassionate heart. Uh, Although he was a warrior, although he certainly was able to fight till death, he did not want to do so with his family members. Because by nature, he had a compassionate heart. So this was not just weakness from Arjuna, but it was actually uh, relating to a good quality. However, it was uh, also not perfect because it was lacking in transcendental knowledge and in the second chapter uh that will become uh, the topic right which uh, now that we have uh, come to text 46 sanjaya said arjuna having thus spoken on the battlefield cast aside his bow and arrows and sat down on the chariot his mind overwhelmed with grief but <coughs> Now we will quickly uh, look at some of the uh, of the notes, uh, and uh, let me just quickly uh, open up the uh, bug Gita in the database. See mm-hmm. bug Bhagavad Gita. So there you are, Bhagavad Gita, and chapter one. Okay. Mm. So there are various... Um, in the uh, Burijanis, Janis is speaking about uh, the first verse, and he begins to describe how the Mahabharata uh, describes in great detail the political intrigues that led to the battle of Kurukshetra, uh, about which blind king Dhritarashtra now inquires from his secretary Sanjaya. Mm. Mm. And the climax of the entire epic is fast approaching. Which valiant soldiers will survive? Which side will win? Which will good triumph? Will good triumph over evil? Certainly no one's mind at this point is wondering. The battle is about to begin. The first 27 slokas of the Gita set the battlefield scene. And suddenly Krishna inserts, within our open ears, minds and hearts philosophy, that will awaken us to our immortality. Srila Prabhupada explains Krishna's compassion. We've taken a very difficult task to convince people to take to Krishna consciousness, but that is the only benefit or the supreme goal of life. Krishna personally comes to teach this science. Why did Krishna leave the Bhagavad Gita? Out of his compassion, so that after my disappearance, People will take advantage of this Bhagavad Gita. As I instructed my dear friend Arjuna, they will also take advantage and become free from the clutches of death. That is the purpose of Bhagavad Gita. Lecture, September 7, 1975. Vrindavan. Mm. Yes, so one point is made is that the battle is taking place in a holy dham and dhritarastha had some fear because Dritarasta knew very well that the pandavas were more pious than his sons uh, led by duryodhana and therefore he was afraid that the pandavas might be at an advantage and might get special power in and more special power of that holy place than his sons would get therefore he was concerned Hmm. So in this way, uh, preparing, preparing for the battle. So we see how, in the beginning, uh, Duyadan acts like the politician and how he speaks, uh, with Duryodhan, Purijan uh, Pubhu is reminding us of the uh, of the story from the Mahabharata. the story uh, how the enmity between Drupada and uh, and Drona came about. And Drupada, he was uh, they were together. It said. John, Jupiter and Jonah had attended the same guru call, even though Jonah was the son of a poor Brahmana and Jupiter was a prince. Despite the differences in the background, the two became intimate friends. In a moment of affection, Drupada had once told his friends that when he inherited the kingdom, he would give half to him. Jonah took his friends' words to heart. Later, after he had graduated and Jonah had entered Grihastha life, he found his son crying for milk. Jonah was so poor that he could not afford to buy milk, well, for his child. The story was actually that one day they gave, some boys uh, gave the boy water with chalk in it. So it looked like milk. And then uh, Aswatthama drank that. He drank that and said, and now I've tasted milk. I've tasted milk. That broke Dronacharya's heart. I mean, to see that his son so much desired milk and that he couldn't even afford milk and that he was cheated and had drank chalk water and thought he had drank milk. Then Drona thought, let me go. Let me go to my friend Drupada and ask him for some help. Now it's getting too much. And Drona arrived. uh, I'm reading again. When Drona arrived at Drupada's palace, he was not properly received. Drupada said... I'm your friend. Friendship? Friendship can be recognized only among equals. Get out of here immediately. Drona vowed revenge. Later he trained both the Kuru and Pandavas and princes in military arts and then asked for his guru Dakshin. Capture Drupada Drupada and bring him before me. The Kuruvas offered to try first, but Drupada easily defeated them and sent them back to Drona in embarrassment. Dronacharya was more to fight. Arjuna then came forward. The other Pandavas lined up uh, behind him and he attacked Panchala, Drupada's kingdom. Arjuna captured and bound Drupada in robes uh, after a fierce battle and carried him to Dronacharya's feet. Dronacharya then took half of Drupada's kingdom and thus made Drupada his enemy. Drupada then performed a sacrifice to obtain a son who would kill Drona. That son was Dristajumna. Drista, Jumna. Drista Jumna later approached Dronar Chai to study the military science, and although dronacharya knew that Dristajumna was specifically empowered to kill him, he did not hesitate to train him. Such is the liberty, liberality of a Brahmana. The Brahmana's liberal heart is compared to the sun, which does not withhold its light from the courtyard of anyone, even a thief. Similarly, dronacharya did not hesitate to impart uh, all his military secrets to Drista Jumna. Um, so uh, Burijan's study guide, Surrender Unto Me, is, is very, very valuable and uh, very nice. So I, I, I read from here and in between commented a little bit about the details about the uh, milk uh, imitation, the, the the chalk water. Mm, yes. Um, now I want to go to text 32 and also read that commentary. So text 32. So 32 to 35, uh, where, where Arjuna gives the reasons why he doesn't want to fight. He says, what's the point? of having a kingdom when the ones that we are supposed to enjoy it with uh, will be, will be dead. Why should I wish to kill them? Uh, So here, Arjuna refers to Krishna in this verse as Janardana. He's saying Janardana, the maintainer of all living entities. So in this way, he is questioning Krishna. Uh, He's questioning Krishna. Uh, Bhurijan writes he wonders how Krishna everyone's maintaining maintainer can be desiring everyone's death the word Janardana has another meaning Jana means person and Ardana means killer mm, okay interest uh, interesting Sanskrit is such a language huh, that you can sometimes get opposite meanings uh, opposite meanings you can get out of the same word Janardana can be either everyone's maintainer, or it can also mean the killer of everyone. Srila Baladevi Chephusan explains that Arjuna calls Krishna Janardan to suggest, Oh Janardhan, if they need to be killed, then you, who are the remover of the earth's burden, should kill them. There won't be any trace of sinful reaction for you, the Supreme Controller. In this way, Arjuna hopes to remain free from sinful reactions. Mm. So this is nice. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, so uh, let us read a little bit from the commentary of uh, Um um Just give me a moment to open that one up. And then we will uh, go there, just before we will break for lunch. Come on. Uh, Baladeva search see all Baladeva Bhagavad Gita commentary oh cannot open the document ok I have another one this one I can open very good now go to page to the first Yeah, so Baladev begins to comment, and he says, I offer my respects to the Gita, which was spoken by the Lord, endowed with perfect qualities, a work by which the ocean of ignorance meets its complete end, by which pure bhakti becomes fully nourished to the highest degree, and by which the supreme truth, normally difficult to understand, becomes eternally manifest. Mm. That is. uh, That Swayam Bhagavan, condensed happiness and knowledge, is the supreme person endowed with inconceivable power. His feet are the object of meditation by Brahma and others who create, maintain and destroy the variegated universes depending on his order. Through such pastimes as his birth, he gave exceeding joy to his associates, whom he treated equal to himself, and who appeared with him, and by his pastimes he liberated many jivas from the tiger's mouth of ignorance, wishing to deliver others in the future. After his own disappearance, he placed even his intimate expansion, Arjuna, under seeming bewilderment, at the commencement of the battle, by his inconceivable energy, and then, on the pretext of removing Arjuna's ignorance, spoke his own Gita Upanishad, which which excellently ascertains the real nature of himself and his energies. So this is nice. Uh, First of all, Srila Baladev is just giving some introductory uh, words before he gets really into the Gita itself. And he's pointing out, uh, he... uh, that Krishna, Swayam Bhagavan, the original, uh, self-same, supreme personality of Godhead, uh, his feet are the object of meditation for Brahma. And through his pastimes, uh, he, uh, he delivers and liberates many jivas from the, t- from the tiger's mouth of ignorance. And then he's also making the point that particularly he speaks the Bhagavad Gita Um, on the pretext of removing Arjuna's ignorance. That's only a pretext, but the text. um, He doesn't speak the Bhagavad Gita, particularly for Arjuna, but he spoke his own Gita Upanishad, which excellently asserts the real nature uh, of himself and his energies. So this is very nice. And there is a verse which I quickly... uh, let me see. I I think I remember it. Um, Sarvopadi sa the gavo dukda ko pa dukda kitam ritam mayat Sarvopadi gavo dukdam ritam mayat partevatsa sudir bokta Majesty last line. No, I can't remember the last line. Okay. But uh what's uh Sudir Bhokta Kitam Ritam Mayat, that is it. Uh, yeah, here it here it is. Come. Open up. Okay. Uh, all right. So this is from the Gita Mahatmya. And Sarva Gavo Dukta Gopalanandana Partavatsa Sudhir Bhokta Dukdam Gita Mritam Mahat. All the Upanishads are like cows that are milked by Gopalanandan, the divine cowherd. as Asparta, Arjuna, he is the calf, he stands by. And the milk thus made available is great nectar, and it is, uh, the wise is the enjoyer of, uh, of this knowledge. Uh, sudhir is bhakta, sudhir bhakta, The wise, partavatsa, Arjuna is the calf, and sudhir bhakta, the wise is the enjoyer of this gita Mrita, of this nectar of the Gita. Mm. So in this way, the Gita has been spoken for the wise. The Gita, uh, on the pretext of removing Arjuna's ignorance, the Gita Upanishad, uh, as he refers to the Gita Upanishad. And why is the Gita an Upanishad? Because... It's not an Upanishad, but it is written in the same format as the Upanishads. And therefore, it is known as the Gita Upanishad sometimes. Although, strictly speaking, it would not be one of the Upanishads. Uh, um, But this Bhagavad Gita, then, is excellently ascertains the real nature of himself and his energies. So Krishna is actually revealing himself as his energies. And then he says, finding that five subjects are described in the Gita. That is, um, okay, it is Isvara, it is Jiva, it is Karma, it is Kala, Time, and Prakriti. Yes, so these five um which he says, uh, yeah, Um, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Jiva, the uh, material nature, time, and karma. These are the five uh, main subject matters discussed in the Bhagavad Gita and their relationship uh, and how... uh, these five are interacting, is what we are going to study in the next few days. So I thank you very much. And uh, looking forward to uh, to discuss more on the Bhagavad Gita. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki